we as firefighters are labeled as first responders. Think about that for a moment. We're called first responders, not first reactors. We are expected to respond to incidents rather than to react to them. But what exactly does that mean? What's the difference? And is there a difference? I'm here to tell you that there absolutely is a difference when it comes to responding versus reacting. And in today's episode, I'll talk about the differences, go over some examples that I've witnessed, and provide you with some strategies to help change your mindset from reaction-based panic to response-based control. Are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. I've been watching a lot of the dog whisper lately as I'm now one of the millions of people who are signed up for Disney Plus. This isn't a commercial for Disney Plus, but FYI, if you have Verizon like I do, you can get your first year of Disney Plus for free, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes if you want to take advantage of it. Anyway, during my binging of The Dog Whisperer, I can't help but notice that Caesar Milan has the main goal of putting dogs in a calm and submissive state. Not only does that create harmony with the dog, but it creates harmony with the owner as well. He says that he rehabilitates dogs and trains people. Most of the episodes that I've seen show dog owners who are tense, stressed out and reacting to poor behavior of their dog, when in reality, the poor behavior can all be traced back to their owner's lack of discipline and control over the situation. And how does Caesar teach them control over the situation? By teaching the owners to be calm and assertive, not excited and aggressive, but calm and assertive. There's a lot to be said about the conscious and unconscious energy that you bring to the situation. When you're on the scene of a multi-casualty incident or a structure fire with reported victims inside, you understand that everyone's amped up and excited and that they want to get to the house and they want to help. They want to get to the scene. These are the things that we're trained to do. And so anytime there's a significant opportunity to utilize our skills, we jump at the chance, as we should. However, we want to make sure that we do it in a conscious and controlled manner because if we approach the situation with an excited, overly aggressive attitude based on our emotions, that's when things get overlooked and accidents, injuries, and death happen. It's our job to respond and not react to the situation. 
It's our job to take control, not to lose it. Now, I'm not saying that we can't be aggressive. Please don't get me wrong in that. I live by a saying coined by one of my mentors, Jocko Willink, default aggressive. And what this means is to approach a problem in a controlled but aggressive manner. Think about having a hole in a boat, just a small hole, just enough to, to let the water in. And if you didn't do something about it, you'd sink. Are you going to react and frantically start scooping the water out in some desperate hope that you that you don't sink? Or are you going to respond in a controlled but aggressive manner where you solve the problem at the source by plugging the hole and then systematically getting the water out? Do you see the difference there? We've been chosen to do this job because somewhere along the way, we've displayed an ability to respond rather than react. But somewhere along the way, some of us allow that ability to slip away. So let's talk about the differences between reacting and responding. Reacting. Typically quick, without much thought, emotion-based, tense and aggressive, but aggressive in a bad way. A reaction tends to provoke more reactions. What this ultimately winds up doing is promoting a long line of hatefulness where nothing gets accomplished. Some clear signs that emotions and survival mode are running rampant in your organization are number one, morale is very low. Number two, pockets of cliques are forming or have formed. And number three, people feel like they're walking on eggshells as to not upset the wrong person in fear of losing their jobs. Without healthy leadership, people are only fed instability and it's manifested in those three things that I just listed. Moving on to responding. Thought out, calm, and non-threatening. These are the factors that make up a response. This doesn't mean that emotion isn't involved though. What it means is that emotion is not ignored, as a lot of firefighters tend to do, but it's under control. A response typically provokes discussion as opposed to more reactions. This opens the door for healthy and productive discussion or even debate that leads to resolution. It's only when people or groups have come to a resolution that actual progress can be made. Let's think about the RBO process for a minute. If you're unfamiliar with what an RBO process is, it's a way for people to come together and discuss issues facing the organization as a whole. Now, RBO stands for Relationship by Objectives. In these types of meetings, rank shouldn't count for anything. There are two groups of people who should be coming together and going through this process in order to design and implement the systems, processes, and procedures that form the framework of the organization. Those two groups are labor and management. Going through my bachelor's program uh, in fire service management, I had a front row seat to what this process looks like. I had several instructors from fire departments across the valley here in Arizona who had a huge impact on my perspective of the fire service and what it could be. My program director was a retired Phoenix executive assistant chief, and he provided several opportunities to witness and be a part of, of uh, processes that would further shape organizations and the fire service as a whole. Over the years, the Phoenix Fire Department has implemented the RBO process to refine their organization and turn it into the progressive and powerful organization that it is today. From their customer service model to their training standards to their hiring process, it's all been discussed. This system has allowed the members of the PFD to have open and honest conversations so that they can work through the tough issues not shy away from conflict. And then 
come to a resolution where professionalism and respect are the driving forces. How can anyone expect to get anything done when people are crying and or screaming at each other? That's insanity. That's insane to me. Are those the types of people that you want running your fire scene? I know I sure as hell don't. Both of these situations start the same way. Somebody says something that triggers an emotion. It could be in a meeting, it could be in an email, or a group me message, or even over dinner. However, what happens in the next few seconds is what determines the difference between reacting and responding. Someone who reacts immediately fires shots back at the person who made the offense, quote-unquote offense. The email is fired off, a nice lunch or dinner has turned into an awkward silence. Maybe a person who's expected to be the professional leader starts yelling and talking over other people. The work environment is soured, relationships are damaged, and ego reigns supreme. Reacting leads to destruction. Now on the flip side of that, someone who responds opens up a reply, types out their emotional rant, and never sends it. They might take a walk or take in a deep breath and let it out thinking of how they'll respond when emotions have died down. They take the personal attack not as personal, but they understand that the person is emotional and upset and they choose not to take it personal. They focus on the situation, not on the person. Whereas someone who reacts focuses on the person and not the situation. These are the people who address conflict with discussion and understanding. They respond and as a result, the issue is resolved sooner than later. As firefighters and EMS workers, we love our acronyms, don't we? Well, here is another one, courtesy of Melissa Eisler, who wrote an article called Respond versus React, How to Keep Your Cool in Times of Stress. In her article, she talks about the differences between reacting and responding from her perspective. Incidentally enough, she talks about how reactions are like an untrained puppy and responses are like a well-trained service dog. Maybe we both watch the dog whisperer. Who knows? Anyway, the acronym that she gives her clients is PLACE. So let's break it down. The P stands for pause. As soon as you flare up, take a breath. For example, when that idiot cuts you off in traffic, before you spin into a road rage scenario, take notice of how your energy has shifted and take a deep breath. This gives you just enough of a pause to regain control of your emotions. Once you do this often enough, your mind will become trained and it will be an inherent practice. L stands for label your reaction. Identify the emotion that you're feeling. Is it frustration, full-blown anger, fear, or something else? Identifying your emotions grants you the ability to control them. If you don't know what the source of the issue is, how can you control it, right? The A stands for ask yourself why. Why are you so upset? Is it based on the actual event or is it based on an assumption that you made that didn't go the way you'd anticipated? This practice helps you bring awareness to your blind spots because oftentimes the actual thing you're upset about isn't tied to the event at all, but to something you aren't spending time to look at. In the example of the guy who cuts you off in traffic, you're most likely upset because you've got somewhere to be specifically and you're crunched for time. When things like this happen, we go into anger reaction mode. Just keep in mind that we've all been on both sides of this situation and maybe offer that person a little bit of grace. The C 
stands for choose a skillful response. This is the most critical part. Make the conscious choice as to how you will respond. This is where all the power comes from. Think about what matters most in this situation. What's the ultimate goal? This makes me think of an EMS call that I went on where not two seconds after pulling up, I had an upset and screaming mother running toward me with her limp body baby. She literally threw her eight-month-old baby at me and started yelling, save him, help him, help him. I caught her child in my arms like a football and immediately evaluated if he was breathing or if there were any signs of life. And fortunately, he was breathing, but very, very slowly. He was cold, he was wet, um, he was naked. His respiratory drive was super depressed, and then I saw his eyes. He had raccoon eyes, indicative of a basal or skull fracture. And as I rushed to the back of the ambulance to get going to the ER, the mother was crying and telling me that her boyfriend had slammed the baby down in the bathtub by the neck because he was crying while getting a bath. That's why he was naked. That's why he was wet. Anger immediately flooded me, and I locked eyes with that jackass. He immediately knew that if I didn't have his child's limp body in my hand, that I'd be over there making his body go limp. But in that moment, I had a job to do, right? And I had to put my emotions aside in order to respond accordingly. I had to lock it in and be there for this baby boy. I'm glad to report that with my efforts and the efforts of the medic riding uh, with me in the back of the AMBO, the baby showed significant signs of improvement and color improvement and breathing rate, all of that. So we turned him over to the ER in much better care than we received him. The moral of the story here is that in that moment when I felt furious anger uh, as a father, and as a protector, as a man, I had to control myself and be there for that baby boy. I was the one tasked and gifted with the opportunity to help him, me. So if I was lost in my sense of emotional reaction, as opposed to having a controlled response, I can tell you that that call would have turned out very differently. And the last one is E, empower yourself. Empower yourself to move forward and make progress. By being aware of what's happening, you grant yourself the power to have control. By gaining control over the situation, you facilitate safety. And not just relationally, but physical safety too. Think of the factors that are mitigated on a fire ground once command has taken control of the situation. Right? Things start running smoother. You have a system for attacking the fire. Everything kind of falls into place as far as organization goes. Hopefully. I mean, that's the goal, isn't it? You are building a self-reflective capacity which strengthens the ability within yourself to respond with purpose and control. Responding versus reacting is a principle that I've subscribed to for years. It's not easy and it takes practice just like anything else worth accomplishing. This principle helps me in my professional life as well as my personal life. And when practiced, this principle will help balance out every environment you find yourself in and it'll help you control your emotions so that they don't control you. Remember, reaction is quick, response takes time. Reaction is emotion-filled, response keeps your emotions under control. Reaction is often aggressive, response allows for a controlled assertiveness. Reaction snowballs into unnecessary and prolonged periods of discontent and disagreement, whereas response resolves conflict sooner than later. I've created a perfect tool to help you become more conscious in your level of awareness and control over your emotions. It's called 12 Days of Kaizen. Now, 
If you're unfamiliar with what Kaizen is, it's the Japanese term for continual improvement. I'll place a link for it in the show notes so you can download the free 12 Days of Kaizen document. This way you can print it out and spend some time challenging yourself in order to become a more conscious and self-aware person. As always, guys, thank you for listening to the United Firefighter Podcast. Please subscribe and share. As we delve deeper into these topics, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask questions. Honestly, I'm building this community for us. And one way you can become more directly involved is to join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast Facebook group. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and dive deeper into the topics discussed on the show. We're brothers and sisters, and we need to do what we can to rebuild the brotherhood that attracted us to the profession in the first place. The only way this is going to happen is through open and honest communication. No topic is taboo. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want in your crew. Be ignited. Be ignited.